Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Alessandro Maniscalco. You can find me on social media at Raverin, R-A-V-E-R-Y-N, and at JLU Podcast. Alrighty, and today on Man of Steel Minute, we are talking about number 52. Cool number, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if I mean, now it is. At the uh, time, I don't know if they were, you know, doing that, but... Uh, of Man of Steel. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure 52 has always been... Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Duh. The fifty-two. Yep. Wow. Right. <laughs> we we missed. We dropped the ball here. Should we have taken notes on the meaning of fifty-two in in DC history? Should we have talked about like what it means, all the Earths and the fifty-two worlds and all that stuff? I don't know. I we guess can... we could. If Do you, you want to? No. If you if you don't know. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> uh, in this minute, it starts with Kal El uh, charging up. Uh, he's starting to manipulate the gravity around him. He's about to prepare to jump into flight. And then the minute ends with Cal flying through canyons and into the sky, and it's it's a really beautiful scene. This this whole uh, minute right here, um, this is the great swelling of the Hans Zimmer score "Flight." Yep, it's a, it's a great song. It's a great score. Great soundtrack in yeah. general. Yeah. Oh yeah, in general, it's a great it's a great soundtrack. Uh, but this score right here, absolutely. Uh, this is for most people the most beautiful part of this film for most people well beautiful yeah all right yeah why not arguably (laughs) sure well for most people because so many people have had uh rough times with the dc cinematic universe this seems to be one of the reasons people find so much faith in Mm -hmm. in this film so um but yeah it's it's a great scene that cal l is smiling he's enjoying it he's found himself in in a sense which is why i think he's he's so happy in this moment it's absolutely he he has just gone through the whole well, process so so is everyone else watching because this is pretty much the moment we've all been waiting for to see superman fly right absolutely yeah and they did it right they they got the flight sequence like it it looks good and that was another thing believable yeah. yeah i mean I, I remember when i first watched this movie and, and walking out like that was the main thing that i took away from it, it was like dang that they got the flying really good. Like they they got it down, man. That was it was great. Yeah. It's a pretty epic scene. Seeing Superman flying through all different terrains. Yeah, that is it. And 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 I don't know if it's in this minute. Maybe I shouldn't mention it. <laughs> let me No, let me wait till tomorrow's episode. Okay. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> well, it does happen what happens in this minute that I think is really cool besides seeing all the different uh, sides of the earth on, on this scene, um, the breaking of the sound barrier does happen in this minute. Absolutely. And it, I remember yeah. yes. uh, seeing the very first teaser or trailer for this film, and it trailer ends with him flying through the, through the sky and breaking the sound barrier. And it, it was like, it was a money shot right there. It was mm-hmm. just like, that's... I'm yo. Where's who do I pay? Who's the guy? Like, yeah. I'll take a ticket right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like they took the reality of of what you know, an, an object that's flying at these great amount of speed. Like, you know, they took it into in, into it's into just consideration so powerful. of what would happen. It's, it's, yeah, it's powerful. It's you know, absolutely. Um, but Especially, I mean, even before that, like the groundbreaking as he's taking off, like that's that just indicates power right there. Like, man, very true. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like he's you it know shows the force in which he he takes off with. Yeah, but I think what's interesting is they they pretty much capture every possible angle that you could think of. They want to show you, you know what? Let me let's show every possible angle we could get of Superman flying. Mm-hmm. This is what people have been waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does not disappoint. But, and, I, and I think I think we also see how his cape helps him with the aerodynamics. As he twists and turns. Yep, and his arms when he tucks them in. I think that happens uh, later on towards the end of the minute. It definitely, you know, well, able that's to... that's what I didn't want to mention. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it happens at the very end where it shows just, you know, a different pose instead of just his arms out, you know, in front of him, fist closed. It, it shows, you know, one to his side. So I think that's at the very, very end of the minute. Um, you get it more in minute 53, but hey, you know what? I took the note down. I'm reading it. Why not? <laughs> really? The the banking uh, between the canyons doesn't happen in this minute. It's not just the banking. It's 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 just. I think it's like very. It's it's like the last second where it just shows him with an arm tucked in and mm-hmm. one outstretched, and that was. I mean, I took the note it, down for a reason, Mark. <laughs> but it's, all right, fair enough. Um, I think it's yeah. This this minute is beautiful. Not only seeing uh, Clark. Uh, the happiest he's ever been, um, but also the beauty of life on the planet. Like I think we talked last week about um, Jor-El telling uh, Kal-El that he can be the best of both of these worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the best parts of this world, <laughs> this abundance of life, this beautiful nature, um, the peace and serenity through which he's flying through. Yeah. These are the better parts of the world. Things that were lost on Krypton, and, yeah. and Jor-El was only able to scavenge them yeah. by being Frankenstein. Do you see, yeah, if Jor-El and Lara could have seen this beautiful part of the world uh, of Earth, they, you know, it would have reminded them of better times on Krypton. And, yeah. And I feel like it's that combination that we love, and it's a combination of him being happy and finding have, finally have finally finding himself and uh, learning his true purpose. It's that culmination. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's very, uh, not enlightening, but it's just very fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, what are you, uh, inspiring? It's inspiring. (laughs) I would say so. It's very awe-inspiring. I've always thought, I mean, especially now, once I've gotten into the character and and learning about him, um, I've always been inspired by Superman, and, but not so much in the way that you know, you see him in, in comics where he, he beats the bad guy, but per, per, more particularly in this movie where he is is finding the full potential of himself. And, well, full is kind of a loaded word to say, but it's not really that. Um, I mean, the flying itself is just, like, he's he's doing wonders. And the music, this whole soundtrack is inspiring as all hell, and it just fits perfectly. Him flying, the joy on his face that we see, like, that's exactly what you know, a being would do and would react like if, if he was able to to fly. To fly and to just cross the earth in such quick manner and he was, you know, in the Arctic a, f- a few seconds ago and now son he's in what, Africa and, and, and mountain canyons and stuff? Like that's yeah, yeah. well actually I was actually gonna comment that because the scene this scene also gives us a, an idea of his speed. Absolutely. Because the fact that that we do see him going from the you know, the Antarctic to Africa. You know, it, it helps us to understand his, his the extent of his speed and his, his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I also wanted to say that um, 
you know, going back to what you were saying, this is this in a way is a coming of age story also. Absolutely. Where, so yeah, because Clark is finding himself and he's sort of, you know, learning what it is to be alive, be a part of this world, and he's learn still learning about himself and his heritage. So yeah, in that respect, it's definitely falls into that category also. Yeah, take that Garden State. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you think now this is a pretty big moment because he is flying around the world, um, and we have a couple other races on this planet that are not humans. Uh, do you think anyone has noticed this? I was going to ask that. Um, was there any indigenous people in these areas that he was quote seeing? Quote unquote could... <laughs> indigenous. Would you? Uh, we have some aquatic races and yeah. some islands full of women that might have been noticing this <laughs> of course i mean like that's uh, it brings up what i said in um a few weeks ago um where like these feats of strength these feats of power this incredible ability that one person is is achieving right now it's it's almost like these other you know, if you want to go ahead and just break the mold, these other metahumans that we know exist in this universe, shouldn't they be taking notice of this? Maybe, uh, maybe Atlantis. Right? I mean, and like, well, he's just so fast, they don't see him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I want to know, like, I want there to be... I mean, we don't know, we don't know how much of the Earth he actually covered, though. Yeah, no, exactly. So maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't fly by Themyscira. We don't know where Themyscira's located. Well, yeah, and covered by magic and whatnot, so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. But maybe, still, when but, he's flying over the ocean, if something at that speed... I don't know. I, I always, you know, in my, in my vision of, of Aquaman, he's in touch with every single act and every everything that is happening in the ocean so if something was going at mock whatever he's traveling at and it's just going right above isn't that like what was that was that just like a harrier jet was that a boat that had a super engine on it like what what is it i don't know <laughs> yeah and that sounds well, seems I mean, really close minded been a jet, though. yeah it, it, it could, could have been, been a jet, jet you know could have been a plane or a bird <laughs> <laughs> a bird plane <laughs> yeah there we go bird plane um, <laughs> um, I I do like that in this minute there are still those kind of documentary style shots. I think we see one of him where he's in the canyon and it like is a very wide shot, establishing shot of the canyons. But then it zooms in very quickly to yeah. be like, oh look, there's this person. Yeah. Uh, we see Superman. He's flying through the canyon and stuff. I do like that those still remain in this minute. Yeah. Again, to give you a sense of the location that he's at, but then when it you know pinpoints in on him when it zooms in it's it's just like oh that that's what you should be focusing on like oh yeah this it's is cool. better this than is... doing uh cut shots where it's like wide shot close-up shot yeah like you see the the transition and i think that's a, a much subtler way to do it in a way that's still visually pleasing to see it that way mm -hmm. it's almost like you forget that they're you know documentary style shots or just cgi like oh yeah, yeah. It's, well yeah it's, that helps break that that yeah you know, in, as far as CGI goes, I think they did a great shot of uh, the scene with his shadow on, on the casting on the ground. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the way and the way that it sort of forms, and the, the, you see the cape, the shadow of the cape flickering. I think they did a great job, great job with that one. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you forget that, you know. This 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 isn't happening. <laughs> you, you forget that it's right. that it's it's fiction. Um, 
but yeah. It's like, how did they film that? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. It's just really good. I think, uh, I feel like, um, you know, people hate on this movie and this universe all they want, but I think if you were to just show someone and say, hey, you're going to watch something about Superman, and you show them the whole sequence of him flying and stuff, I feel like the majority of the masses would be very pleased at this. And I think they were when they saw it. Um, How do you guys feel about him not having the yellow S on his cape? Oh, I don't... That's not a problem to me. I was always... I'm I'm a bigger fan of when there's either no S on the cape or if it's just, like, the black outline. Um, Like how uh, Kingdom Come kind of had that that subtlety to it. Um, Gotcha. Again, like, these are things that... It's almost like it's overkill uh, to have that. It, it, it's almost like that's when I don't um, recognize the S as uh, the symbol of hope. When it's on his cape and when it's, you know, very bright and yellow on his chest, um, like uh, like other versions of him, that um, that just screams that, yeah, the S stands for Superman. It doesn't it doesn't touch on the hope aspect. It doesn't touch on it being a symbol. Right. OK. I could, I mean, if I saw an S on his cape, um, me personally as, you know, I would want it white, but then I'm like, then it doesn't match the rest of the suit. Yeah. And I think it would look pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, Um, it, it, it it just breaks the, the alien aspect of it to me. It it breaks the, like how we call it. If it was, if the capes were, you know, ceremonial or, or what have you, it just breaks that. Like why do you need why do you need the symbol on the back? You, you don't. One thing I do like is I, I like the almost like they took the diamond shape of the S, and they, in the new fifty two drawings of Superman, like it comes over his, uh, the back of his hand. Yeah. And I, I like that, and I wish you know I like I would have liked to have seen that, but then I know it wouldn't translate on film. Um, but I think also isn't shoulder? Don't they usually people when they draw Superman they want to always work the shoulders in a way that has like the s on them uh i think more injustice does that yeah um yeah i think it's mainly an injustice like i'm just thinking about the new 52 version of him the shoulder has more prominent of that that plating that we talked about the uh you know that well, what it is, shows the separation uh, kind of but there is no separation what about rebirth how is he designed in rebirth rebirth he has an almost uh as of right now i'm pretty sure they're about to show um a, a new suit when he gets it uh i think i guess in a couple months or whatever but right now he has almost a very classic because it's a different superman it's the pro- post-crisis yeah. superman so he's going back to quintessential-esque um yeah he 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 doesn't yeah it's 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 it just looks like a skin tight superman suit it's not like there, there's no jim lee lines on it there's no plating you already know that 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 version of the character is, you know, indestructible. So why make a point to make it look like he has extra yeah. armor on? And I think there was like in the New Fifty Two, if I can remember correctly, wasn't there? Didn't Kenneth Rockford do something with like Superman back on Krypton, and he was like in a white and like cyan, like light green, yeah, alien like suit. Yeah, there was that, and there was also, um, yeah, that was in like volume one or something like that of of the superman comic um but yeah it showed well that calls back to a lot of things even um uh oh gosh what was his name now i'm drawing a blank but the green was a was a big aspect on krypton more so than you know red and blue where there was a lot of there was a lot more green in that kind of sense hmm so yeah there was there was the white and green suit that um 
gosh, can't think of it. Whoever had that, no, I just feel, no, I just sound no, like a it's joke. It's all good. <laughs> um, I know we were talking about the suit because we're introduced to the suit. Monel, that's his name. <laughs> Monel, you know, Monel. I, I thought you were talking about Monel, but I don't remember a white and green suit for him. Um, I remember I, him having the opposite colors, the red, uh, red and blue, like the. The whole suit is red, and then yeah, with the blue touches. Before I think it was post crisis where Monel had black and green. I want to say, or am I just confusing it when that Elseworlds story where Monel was a lantern? Mm. Now you got me all messed yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. No, <laughs> it's hard just, to follow all the yeah, Elseworlds tales. I think that's what it was. I think it was uh, it was the lantern Monel. Yeah, that you're thinking of. Um, because he's got that lantern on his chest. He's got a green cape. Yeah, black mm-hmm. suit. Black suit. Yep, right. absolutely. Yep. All right. So there you go. But there was a um, I guess in the new fifty two, there's a depiction of Jor El where he has white on in him. I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think it is. He's got the headband as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a white yeah. headband. Yeah, I think that's what that's what I'm talking about. All right. Cool. All right. Are we all on the same page now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we did get to talk about the suit in last week's minutes with Sam because it was the first time we were introduced to the suit. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Alex, on, on the suit here? Uh, I think it, it does a great job at capturing the alien aspect. Um, you know, the, the fact that it has its Kryptonian origins and, and a backstory, it's not just some something for him to wear. Uh, I think that, that that's a really you know good element to uh, introducing this new uh, costume for him. Um, I sort of miss honestly. I'm always gonna miss the red underwear, and although you know they did a great job at making this suit, that's always gonna be the uh, you know my Superman. <laughs> so are you uh, are you more of a fan of the of the red underwear than a belt, like how it's depicted in New Fifty Two? They do right um, well, I'll tell you right now, I didn't like the new 52 or Rebirth 52. Okay. Um, they're, they're, I think, especially the, um, I really didn't like the, the new 52 suit. It sort of, it didn't look inspiring to me. I think it looked very cocky. Yeah, um, well. I think it looked very pretentious. Uh the rebirth suit i mean is essentially the traditional suit except i don't like that the boots um the boots are blue oh yeah no i never it it uh, it looks like he's wearing a onesie hmm um but okay i mean i i would i would argue the fact that um the cockiness the that whole thing about you know what the suit is i think maybe that's what they were going for i always got the the idea that new 52 superman was cocky. He was extremely cocky well, and very unsure right, of himself. And that's at the same why I didn't time. like the character either. <laughs> yeah, see, like I hated uh, him when he first came out, but towards the end there, after you know the that arc of the last days of Superman, man, I was in shambles. <laughs> I loved that character like right at the end. It was just, it was such a bummer. I feel like his death was so untimely. Um, but then again, you know, it, it, fan pleasing and what have you. But but yeah but yeah when when he first came out and when I first started reading Superman uh, in the New Fifty Two I hated it it wasn't good it, you know Aaron Cooter saved it with his action comics but that wasn't for another you know twenty issues in or whatever 
Yeah, and then Kenneth Rockefeller got involved later and mm-hmm. stuff. That was good. Well, I, I had given up on New 52 at, by, by then, at that point. But then uh, I sort of got back into it when the uh, the Lois and Clark storyline uh, came in. Yeah. Of the other Earth. And, of course, now he's the current Superman. And, mm-hmm. and I do I do like this one better. I did read the the last few issues of, of uh, the New 52 Superman dying, but... You know, I never, I never had any attachment to him. Probably because I, I never, you know, I stopped reading him. But yeah, uh, he I, did see, seem like he, he got more comfortable with being the Superman that we know and love. But I still thought he was a lost cause. Oh yeah, for sure. That's just me. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, and that's that's probably where they were going with it. I mean, I wonder if they had the idea of killing him off and adding in the other one later on. But um, it, he was he was a lost Superman in in that in the new 52 mm-hmm. he was so unsure of himself and he just saw that you know in his mind he had all this power and he thought that he could fix everything uh, and no repercussions mm-hmm. which is kind of like well, the we opposite we don't see that in man of steel yeah exactly good. exactly you know, it's, it's almost the opposite take that. um yeah i pretty much stopped following up on the new 52 um ever since they wrapped up nightwing and mm-hmm. I didn't really get into Grayson, but I do have every issue of New 52 Nightwing. And I, I did like that. And I really liked Red Hood and the Outlaws. Um, the Teen Titans that, that run that they had with Scott Lobdale was probably the most disappointing. And I wanted to love it. But then, you know, sometimes I reread some of them. and I'm like, wow, it wasn't that great. So yeah. it's a little disappointing. Um, There's was definitely things in the new Fifty Two that were hit, you know hits and misses. Yeah, definitely and they were some hits. Pretty big you misses. Know, Court of <laughs> Court of Vows will always be one of the greatest stories told in the new Fifty Two. And uh, Forever Evil, that whole Trinity War thing, that was that was all right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do like the Rebirth Batman over the new New Fifty Two <laughs> Batman. Same guy. I'm talking the design of the suit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I like it. There's there's things that I like about the Rebirth suit for Batman itself. Like I like the purple oh. inside oh, of the was, cape. Yeah, yeah. I like the the addition, like the the ribbing, I guess, on the back of the cape. Um, it looks almost like I don't I was, even know. I wings. was gonna say I was like, but I I don't want to forget about the. Uh, Zero year Batman. Oh, my favorite version it's of that fantastic. character. Yeah, there we go. With the purple gloves and the short sleeves and motorbike, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see a film with that. Batman. Well, I mean, we started so the episode out. So we're on minute fifty-two. This is all viable. We'll talk about all this, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's new fifty-two, minute fifty-two. Hopefully, we didn't lose anybody, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're we're still good on this. <laughs> it seems. So what movie fitting. are we watching? <laughs> it seems uh, maybe you know perfect time to talk about it um yeah yeah i I do have volume one of superman new 52 and it's it just seemed like the slow pacing led to nowhere Mm -hmm. like which which seems disappointing (laughs) because i'm all for slow pacing if it's if it's for a purpose yeah but it just always felt like there was no confidence in it like no one like and i think that that translates here with the film's um until Man of Steel comes out, like until Man of Steel came out, like Batman has always been a character that, uh, you know, companies are willing to put money into exploring the character in different ways. And people want to like take liberties with the character. And we all like love it no matter what, like we're, you know, Batman begins and 
Dark yeah. Knight and Batman in this universe. Like, but when it comes to Man of Steel, like as soon as we want to change the character, people are like, "What are you doing? Like, don't like." It's like, "Whoa, calm down. Let's let's see how this plays out." Because I don't want another Superman the movie, and I don't want another Superman Returns. Like, why do we have? Why does that have to be our answer every time? Absolutely. So Man of Steel is why I like this movie so much. It's because it it pushes the boundaries but mm-hmm. it breaks the mold yeah i just <laughs> this is why i like this film of course so, that's all i got um uh yeah um alex what did you want to say about him well i, I guess we'll talk about it more tomorrow um right. yeah the, the arm tucks and stuff but yeah we can hit that tomorrow <laughs> we could yeah i'm good on that end then okay all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And don't forget to check out Alex and Sam's podcast, the Justice League Universe podcast. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.